0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Backed by popular demand. It is bowl season. We had the semifinals with LSU winning going away. With Clemson winning a thriller against Ohio State. I watched both games with this guy. His insight was stupendous as always. Our good buddy, the professor, Johnny Massey going to join us to help us handicap bowl season what's up professor how are you
2: uh settling down from uh, the games on saturday evening uh no surprise with what lsu did to oklahoma and uh i don't know if the best team won uh in arizona on saturday night in the game between ohio state and clemson but the team that put the ball in the end zone in the red zone won
1: we well, ain't yeah, kidding, and I know a lot of people, professor, are going to be talking about the officiating. They're going to talk about the targeting call. They're going to talk about the touchdown was taken off the board in the second half. It's all fair. It's all justified from a Buckeye standpoint. But the bottom line is this. When you should have been up by three scores in that game, and yet Clemson went into the locker room feeling good about themselves, that to me was where this game was lost for Ohio State. Combine that with the fact that that Ohio State let Trevor Lawrence go right down the field at the end of the game like it was nothing.
2: Well, and I'll debunk two of the three of those because despite uh, the groaning of the roughing the kicker, that was most definitely roughing the kicker. Uh, The kicker could have been, the punter could have been seriously injured for Clemson uh, if he didn't pull his own leg back with two guys for Ohio State back there trying to rush into him. Uh, He had absolutely no place to land and could have gotten seriously injured. So that's roughing the punter. Uh, The targeting rule, you can hate the rule, but by the letter of the law, lowering the crown of the helmet into Trevor Lawrence is the definition of targeting. Should there be two different definitions of targeting in the rulebook, just what we need to do is make the rulebook more complicated, but should there be a disqualifiable uh, malicious crown-to-crown of the helmet targeting rule and a 15-yard penalty, helmet-to-helmet hit, but not an ejection, probably like it used to be. Uh, but by the letter of the law and how college football has it now, that's targeting and an ejection.
1: Johnny, I know I've been a proponent of expanding the playoff to eight teams. This is not the best year to do that because nope. it was pretty obvious there were three elite teams this year. LSU, Clemson, Ohio State. You see the fourth team, and you were grasping at straws. We thought maybe it was going to be Oregon. They slip up at Arizona State. Alabama loses Tua. They end up losing to LSU, and they lose to Auburn. But my goodness, could you imagine if we had an 18 playoff with some of the teams we'd be running out there? It would be a complete waste of quarterfinal games, if you will.
2: I mean, and we kind of. Had it, didn't we? Oklahoma and Baylor had a play-in game in the Big 12 title game. The way everything broke, because on Friday night Utah had an opportunity to play themselves into the final four and failed to do the job against Oregon. So I mean, we had teams the week uh, in the rivalry weekend. Alabama had an opportunity against Auburn, especially because they were not going to be playing in the SEC title game. Georgia had their chance against LSU. That was 2-4 and in the playoff rankings for that week meeting up, and Georgia couldn't complete a pass. They couldn't get in the end zone. They had 280 yards of offense into the fourth quarter. So you're looking at those games, and it's just like we really had this play out over the course of the regular season such that we had to be glued to our televisions on Saturdays to follow everything as it was going to play out. And, I mean, I don't, I don't like the fact, and do I think Oklahoma was the fourth best team in the nation this year? Absolutely not. Did Oklahoma have the fourth best resume? Well, they were one-loss conference champion, and everything kind of fell apart around them, so it landed in their lap. I mean, who else but Oklahoma could make it after how all the games played out in those final two weeks of the season? You struggle to pick another team. No
1: arguments there. Uh, handicapping extraordinaire. Professor John Massey, now it's time to break down the ins and outs of these bowl games. Okay, Professor, New Year's Eve, there are a ton of games on the board. I'm not gonna run through every single one with you, but out of Florida State, Arizona State, Navy, Kansas State, Wyoming, and then you got Utah taking on Texas, what catches your eye for New Year's Eve action?
2: Uh I think these are exciting games they're interesting games there are a lot of storylines behind these games they're very difficult games to handicap uh i say that with florida state mike norville's going from memphis to coach florida state but he's not coaching in the bowl game uh cam Akers, who is florida state's big playmaker at running back and pretty much the core of their offense he's not playing in this game he's declared for the nfl draft already on the Arizona State side, uh, Benjamin, their running back, their top wide receiver, uh, are also declaring for the NFL draft, and they're not playing in that game. Uh, I kind of lean towards Florida State in that game, just be playing against Herm Edwards as a favorite in this spot. That's only a lean based on history, and that's really the only feel for, that I have for that game. Uh, Georgia State and Wyoming Wyoming's a seven-point favorite That's a lot of points. These are two teams whose offenses are predicated on running the football. The difference is Wyoming has not allowed a 100-yard rusher this season. They have one of the top rushing defenses uh, in the country, uh, Georgia State has allowed seven teams to run over 250 yards on the season. Their quarterback has remarkably playing for the last four games of the season has been playing on a torn ACL in one of his legs. Uh, And they've managed to win two of these games to become bowl eligible down the stretch. Uh, My lean is towards Wyoming, but they're playing with a true freshman quarterback and have definitely been a worse offensive team since their dual threat quarterback chambers got injured in the Nevada game late in October. Um, but the most interesting games are the Liberty Bowl and the Alamo Bowl. The Liberty Bowl because of really two explosive playmaking quarterbacks. Uh, Malcolm Perry for Navy running that uh, triple option, the Flexbone for the Midshipman. And Skylar Thompson, who had the huge game against Oklahoma to hand Oklahoma their only loss. Uh, Chris, Chris Kleiman, the Kansas State coach, he's been the head coach at North Dakota State the past few years actually replacing Craig Bowles who went to Wyoming and is the coach there uh, when he left uh, Fargo and he has seen the triple option and he's had a month to prepare for it from playing in the playoffs against Southern Conference teams like Wofford uh, who played Clemson this year. So he he knows what he's going to get, but there's a very different thing between these bowl matchups and these and actually going against the academies when they run it the academies are so tough in these bowl games and when they play teams that have a better than 60 percent winning percentage the naval the service academies in general are something to the extent of like 35 and 12 against the spread in bowl games um see so a lean towards navy though i like kansas state's talent and i think they're going to be very tight and think that's a field goal coin flip game either way and then there's texas and utah and Utah having lost the Pac-12 title game, missing out on the playoff, now facing the Texas Longhorns. I like Utah in this spot. There's a lot of insecurity around the Texas coaching staff. Tony Orlando, the defensive coordinator, was fired. Uh, Chris Ash, the former Rutgers coach, former defensive coordinator at Ohio State, he's going to be coming in for next season. Other coaches on the uh, offensive side of the ball have also been reassigned for Texas. Utah, Moss is going to be playing the Utah running back. Huntley, the quarterback, is going to be playing. They want to come out. They want to win this game. Utah had a bad loss last year in the Holiday Bowl against Northwestern. They gave up 28 points in the second quarter. I think Utah wants to end this season with 12 wins. I think they want to beat up on Texas down in Texas. They're laying seven, and I like Whittingham, who's 11-2 and two in bowl games. I like Utah in this spot in the Alamo Bowl on New Year's Eve.
1: Professor, there's always the question of motivation. Alabama, Michigan, this game's in a regular season without hesitation. You're probably taking Alabama, but now you got to wonder no Tua, guys maybe not playing. Does Alabama care about a game that's not featured in the college football playoff? And this game is everything you would think to Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan program. What you read on that game kicking off New Year's Day?
2: Well, the players that have declared from the Alabama side. Are on the defensive side in the ball, defensive tackle and a linebacker. Uh, can't remember the names off the top of the head. Um, the all three wide receivers plan on playing, and also remember this is a little bit of a different situation because Tua having been hurt, uh, so Mac Jones is the quarterback, and he'll be the quarterback next year unless Tua comes back, um, which we'll see what happens there. So. Alabama offensively is probably going to come out full tilt and Michigan showed some things in the first half of that Ohio state game offensively. Uh, And then their defense couldn't stop Ohio state a lick at any point in that game. So I think there are going to be points in this game and I'm surprised the numbers at 58 um, and the spread being at seven. So that's making you look like they're think that Vegas is setting these lines to be something like a uh, 31, 20 uh, 27 kind of game or 34 27 kind of game. So I like the over and I like Alabama this game. because so I just don't think Michigan defensively can stop Alabama with it looking like all of Alabama's offensive weapons are going to play in the game.
1: Professor, the Rose ball it's Oregon, Wisconsin, Oregon, very impressive winning the PAC 12 championship, Wisconsin held their own against Ohio state in a big 10 title game. Thoughts on the Badgers laying three points?
2: Coin flip game. Uh, You hate to come out with all the cliches. It might come down uh, to the kicking game. Wisconsin's got a good one. Uh, In Gaglianone, who kicked a 62-yard field goal earlier this year. Yes, that is a kicker outdoors playing in Wisconsin, kicking a 62-yard field goal. Wonder if Alabama would want him. Um, And... Oregon's got a freshman kicker who has struggled this year at times. This is a trenches game. Uh, Somehow Jonathan Taylor has not been invited to New York City at all in the last two seasons when he was just 81 yards away from rushing for 2,000 yards in consecutive seasons. Um, You know what you're going to get with Wisconsin football. You know you need to stop Taylor. You know they're going to run behind their offensive line from under center. Can Cohen make plays to Cephas like he did in that game Against Minnesota, like he did in the first half against Ohio State, and Ken, who wins the battle of the trenches between Ohio's uh, Oregon's offensive line and Wisconsin's defensive line? They've got to keep a clean pocket for Herbert against those defensive ends, or for Wisconsin. So, but I really think it's a coin flip game, uh, and it should be a good one.
1: All right, Professor. Before we get to your lean on the national championship. Baylor, who's obviously in the news with Matt Rule probably being a frontrunner to get an NFL job, more specifically the New York Giant job, could be coaching his final game there in the Sugar Bowl against Georgia. Line opened at seven, now down to five and a half. Baylor going to be sending out Matt Rule on a high note?
2: <sighs> the way this number has dropped, it's all too trendy for me. Uh and we know what happened with Georgia last year. We know the bookend tackles for Georgia have already declared for the NFL draft and they won't be playing. Um there's question about Swift's shoulder, his injuries, is he gonna play? Uh there are questions about Harrion, he might be ineligible for the game. So there's running back number two down. Uh a third running back was arrested after final exams at Georgia so you're looking at Georgia potentially being down if Swift doesn't go to their fourth and fifth string running backs, uh, Zamir White McKinnon um, and this is for a team that has lost three wide receivers to injury for Jake Cromsey, so just wonder how Georgia can move the ball against the Baylor defense, uh, Matt Luke the new offensive uh, offensive line coach For Georgia is going to be mixing in who will probably be next year's offensive line in different combinations against this really ferocious really talented Baylor three-man front but then on the other side of the ball you're looking at the Georgia defense against the Baylor offense and Brewer has cleared concussion protocol so he will be at quarterback for Baylor but how is Baylor going to score? I mean, the over-under in this game was set at 41-and-a-half, and Georgia was a seven-point favorite. So you're doing the math, and you're looking at can Baylor score 17 points in this game. That's the question. I mean, 17, 20 points might be good enough to win this ball ballgame, uh, just with how much of an edge the defenses seem to have over the offenses. But I can't trust really either one of these offenses to say, I really like this team.
1: All right, Johnny, before we get you out of here, I don't need you to lock in a pick yet for the championship game. But your thoughts on the opening line, now you see an LSU favored by five. Quick take.
2: Uh, Quick take is that I think there was a lot of reaction to uh, recency bias uh, in how good LSU looked. Against Oklahoma, and how Clemson probably didn't deserve to win their game against Ohio State, and how physically beat up Clemson got by Ohio State in what was just a humdinger and physical game between the Buckeyes and the Clemson Tigers, so i 'm not surprised with LSU also playing in the Superdome for this game where they 've won their previous two national championships that they 're going to uh. Get the majority of the money. So at the line, five, five and a half. I've seen some sixes out there. But I also expect it to kind of settle down in the four to five range over these next two weeks. There you
1: have it. You like Clemson pounce because I think that line moves down as well. Professor, enjoy it. We will preview the game. Happy New Year to you. We will chat soon, all right?
2: Happy New Year and hope everybody has a profitable uh, first day of the New Year. That's the way to do it.